Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, January 4th. Happy 2024, y'all. I'm happy season 16 of this podcast is the LA Galaxy get ready for Miami, they get ready for LAFC at the Rose Bowl, they get ready for a season in which they need to make the playoffs, not just make the playoffs get a home game in the playoffs, they need to advance, they need to reclaim some of themselves that they've lost over so many years and we're here to help you and update you throughout this year and especially in this offseason as we get you ready for that very first game of the season. We've got a lot to get to. We've got rumors. we got some departures, at least one departure. Certainly going to be a big focus on that. An arrival, which is going to be an interesting one. Uh, and then rumors. And yes, the rumors are coming. You're going to have to be patient with me. To help me do all that, we're glad to have him back on the show. It's Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Eric, how you doing, buddy? Happy New Year. Happy New I Year. Forgot, I forgot to bring the confetti. Yay. I still have the confetti from our 700 show, so didn't, didn't set that off. I, I don't feel like cleaning that up after the horror stories from uh I still, the old cog studio i still find i still find yeah. pieces every once in a while there's a piece yeah. like i'll move something i'll be oh there's there's confetti from you know three and a half years ago <laughs> however long yeah. that was right you know yeah fun times but yeah excited i was happy to be on the last cog of 2023 and right. then really excited to be on the first cog of 2024 I, I feel like this is these are good bookends i'm, I'm getting a good momentum i'm starting to cook you know, get a little Will, Will Koontz going, you know, right. and cooking, feeling good, starting cooking to feel it out. We're, yeah. we're, we're ready. We're ready for a new year. I really it's it's want, official. I really want like a catchy theme song when he comes on. It's like, do, 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 <laughs> cooking with Koontz, right? Like that type of thing. Whenever it's right there. Comes. I like it. it. Yeah, it's, a little it public is, access. Yeah, it is right, right, right there in the thing. I would like to point out once again, season 16 of this particular podcast, uh, rocking and rolling. So uh, well oh, into round our of applause. Well done. Yeah. 2009 was a start was the first season of this show ever covered the LA Galaxy, uh, and now we're into 2024. My, how the time has flown. Um, and, uh, you know, the good news is I'm still not making any money off this show, but I'm, I'm trying, we're going to, we're going <laughs> to keep pushing. We're going to keep pushing. We could use one of the pandas jokes, or you can say I'm making 10 times as much money as you were when you started. <laughs> the, I mean, it, you know, a doll, property is zero. Yeah. It all works out. I, you know, we're, we're, we're closer to zero every year now. Yeah. Right. Which is, which is a positive, right. I but was um, say, as long as I can claim this in on my taxes, right. that's all I want. Yeah. This is a loss. This is a loss. Yeah. That's a, that's a, you know, we're rich guys and we just need all those loss leaders, right? That's yeah. what it is. Rich galaxy fans. That's <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, I was going to say, I watched Breaking Bad. This is how you launder money. Yeah, yeah apparently. Apparently, I'll go with it. <laughs> um, all right. I mean, here we are. Uh, now, I, I should mention, just uh, if you want to panic, I like to induce panic. It's it's fun for me. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, like it, I know like it's a first, you know, there's a, there's a limit to the to the First Amendment, but yelling fire in a theater sometimes is a little jovial. You know, you're like, oh, fire. Oh, <laughs> Does get the blood flowing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the heart rate going. This is our version. 52 days until the opening kick. Uh, 52 days. The Galaxy have to get through their preseason. Uh, they currently have 21 players signed to a roster. There's two draft picks, I think, that are sort of sitting out there that whether or not they'll make the roster we're not going to count them as part of it because there's still nine spots i don't think the departures are over um but we'll talk about that here in a little bit uh i do think uh that we're going to get we're right on the precipice of uh, of some arrivals uh it feels it feels that way and we'll talk about that in the rumors section as well uh but as you know uh rumors 
all the way in the back. Right. Well, we don't we, we want to yeah. draw you through this show. Right. That's how that's how it works. So <laughs> yeah, just to, works. just to remind everybody where we're at, uh, we had Miguel Berry. Right. We had Ethan Brandt and uh, Tucker Lepley for our, our draft picks. Um, and then uh, you have uh, uh, the wonderful uh, John Nelson, who's going to be the backup left back. Right. So there's a I was going to say, are you not excited? Look at that. I mean, the that's who the uh, who's who of signings. Colorado I don't who Miami who look at that. I mean, the Miguel Berry thing already is is. Listen, I, I said this whenever we talked about him. We had fun with this, right? We had all oh, that yeah. Miguel Berry, you know, six foot three. There, he's going to bring something. You know, I did talk to some people and I, I did talk about Miguel Berry and the whole deal. And it's like, if you think that the galaxy think that Miguel Berry is like going to be this game changer, they don't, right? I mean, they know what they're getting. And listen, there certainly is like, hey, maybe we can get some of that Columbus John Berry where he scored a bunch of goals, you know, and did it sort of came out on fire, right? Maybe we can reclaim some of that. Maybe we're going to put in the right people and pieces around you know Dayon Jovalich which certainly seems to be the center of their and focus of their attack right now maybe we're going to do that and that will also help Barry and Barry also gives us something different that's six foot three in the whole deal yeah. now now again this is not like oh Miguel Barry is here to save the LA Galaxy <laughs> it's that he could possibly be something be a piece and they thought it was worth more than the second round draft pick that they were yeah. going to get right? well I think whenever you get MLS experience and you're <laughs> as opposed to someone who's untested and you never know how that's going to pan out, you take that 10 times out of 10. So I, I don't blame them for the move. We are just having a, a little bit of fun with it. But one thing that we did learn from last season is with injuries, yeah. you, you, they, <laughs> yeah. injuries can make your depth chart get real, real thin, real fast. And so it does not hurt to have guys on the backfill to be able to, to step in again, our everyday number one starter. Is that who you want? Not necessarily, yeah. but you're going to need guys who are going to, know what it's like to play in an MLS game and get in there. You have, you know, are we going to talk about open cup is open cup something that's happening, but at least league cups. I know. I really think open cup is going to happen this year. I think so too. I think their hand is, is already kind of been played they, they tested the waters and then said, just kidding. You know, they kind of have have pulled back a little bit. So, but you're going to need the different competitions that are having on injuries can be a thing. So I, I don't think it hurts to add a lot of these depth pieces. So I'm not, well, I did make my joke. You know, I, I'm not mad at those moves too far, even though 52 days, when right. you put that countdown, it, it does, you know, feels, if you count your months less than two months, yeah. that's going to come real fast. I feel like 2024, I think I mentioned this to you, 2024 is the year of rapid fire. Like right. Things on Twitter, the cycle is now three to four hours. It used to be something like, like the Pop-Tart yeah. happened la- uh, before la- we recorded old. last week. Yeah. The Pop-Tart was not a thing. That's only a week ago, and it's already old news. I if, think if we use the pop tart, they'd be they'd be like, "Why? Are they, what are these old guys doing on, <laughs> yeah, on the these internet?" These guys are so out know? of touch. Yeah, cringe. This is big time cringe. Um, no, it, and it is. I mean, you know, the the whole point of all of these, like all of this thing. It, it's funny. I was looking at the date, so I had to change the graphic, right? So I was getting this graphic ready, and I was looking at it the whole day. I didn't have to change the date except for the year because it was the same. The Galaxy were supposed to play <laughs> yeah, LAFC the at the Rose Bowl opening game. It got rained out whenever they had the really massive storms and the flooding at the at the uh, Arroyo Grande down there. Arroyo Grande? Yeah, I think so. Um, in that area down there. And so basically it was it was unplayable. But I was laughing and I'm like, wow, you know, the Galaxy sort of got a slower start last year because of all that, right? It sort of it sort of fell apart and and that whole thing. And um, you know, it was it was weird. And so now you're seeing it that it really does feel condensed. And it felt condensed at the time too. It feel it's gonna be here quickly. Um, you know, I, I was, uh, somebody called me out on Twitter or I think they attempted to, they said, you, you said that, you know, they, that Vanny wanted everybody in, you know, in the preseason, you know, before the preseason started, I'm like, no, before the pre like in the preseason, anytime in the preseason, we don't want to, the, the galaxy well, don't want to be adding people in, you know, the end of February, whenever yeah. they're getting ready to start to play games, you know, February well, or March. Right. And to your point, signing players in February and then with visas and everything right. that we know how that goes. That you're, you're not getting the player till April at that point. I, and last I checked, even though 52 days does seem like it's coming very quickly and it is going to come very quickly, they're not training yet. They're no, not, you know, tactics not. tactics aren't happening yet. So, so while I understand when you see news from around the league, what Colorado is doing and, you know, Cincinnati making some moves, Atlanta, uh, I believe, was involved in, in some, some different things. And it's like, okay, where's the Galaxy moves? Yeah. yeah. A little bit of patience. I understand Right. Because you're seeing other action happen. It's like, okay, it's time, you know, it's time to, to get, the, get the wheel running, but it's also, nothing's been kicked off yet. There hasn't been training sessions. Like right. let's chill a little bit. You can still, it can still be true 
that you want these guys in on the preseason. Right. Uh, and they'll be here before preseason. It's yep. it's still early. It's only it's only what is today the the fourth, fourth the third, fourth. Yeah, the fourth. fourth. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know what day it is. Oh, must the pop be nice. chart, I just know the pop chart's not cool anymore. Okay, cool. Uh, Nelson, by the way, five dollars super chat uh, said uh, so. Boanga is is seeking more money with LAFC. If they don't pay him, do you think Coons would bring him to the Galaxy's winger? No. Um, no, I mean, you, ultimately you pour, for, for a $5 super chat, you poured cold water I, on that real quick. Oh, am I supposed to indulge $5 super chats? Is that, oh, well, that's <laughs> a really good question. You said we were question. not making money on no, this. Yeah. No, uh, absolutely not. Uh, he's not coming to the galaxy. And, and mostly I think it's because, uh, if he's going to stay in MLS, I think LAFC will, will be the ones who pay him. Um, and if he's not going to stay in MLS, then he's going to go somewhere in Europe. And really he's already hinted that he wants to go back to Europe. Um, yeah. so that's a, that's, Hey, that's a them problem. Not and, a, not a galaxy and there, problem. And some of the leagues that he's entertaining offers for are going to probably going to be as much as, as deep as the pockets are, uh, with AEG and, and what they're able to pay for transfer fees and contracts and DPs. Right. I think when you're talking about the Saudi league and you know, the, the bankroll that they're able to have, you know, that, that can get a lot more appealing for, you know, someone who as good as he is, he's not a, he's not a U 22. He's getting older up there. So trying to get. Right those big paychecks while he's hot. I think that's a fair, fair thing. The, the one thing that it does remind me of when Chicho Arango became available, I would, I wouldn't be mad if <laughs> right. the galaxy brought him right. in with what they needed with Chicharito being out and Jovalich having his woes last year, what Real Salt Lake was able to do I was to get say, him in. I would not have been mad at a move like that. So if something happens with Bolanga and he goes know, out, successful, and then he, comes he goes back. Out, out, out of the league, right. it's like, Hey, if you want to come back to MLS, we got you. I wouldn't be mad at it. I know we're supposed to hate, hate their guts, right. but you have to respect game when, when it's good. No, I mean, RSL played that so well. That's still a wonderful move by RSL. Yeah. Um, still, still like it. And it worked out really well well for them too. Um, all right, let's talk about the departure because there was a departure and listen, it was a weird timing on the announcement. I'm going to say it and the whole deal. I don't think because it was tied to something else. I don't think this was that anybody trying to bury the news because, uh, basically we're going to talk about Tyler Boyd and going to Nashville, Nashville, usually the home team or the team acquiring is the one who gets to sort of decide when it gets put out. Um, that type of thing. And it happened on Tyler's birthday. So it was Saturday, December 30th. It was Tyler's mm -hmm. birthday. I think that's why they sort of went with that. And I think Tyler maybe wanted to do one on his birthday too. You know, a, yeah. fr a Friday or a Saturday before a holiday is usually a really good time to bury things. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't think they were trying to bury anything because all I got was like pings all day on Saturday um, that were like, well, what about Tyler Boyd? And, you know, yeah. all this other stuff. I'm like, I'm like, I'm trying not to pay attention today because it's almost the holiday. But, well, you know, I, I did. I did have a phone call and reach out to some people and, and talk to some people about that. So, yeah. yeah. What were you saying? And one, one thing that I, I did see some discourse around it as well. And I, I feel like we've you, you in particular, because you you're the man with the charts and with the contract information. We felt that it was pretty clear that Tyler Boyd was on a one-year deal. Right. So I was seeing some of the, like the the wording, and it may have just been fans being upset with it. You know, you cut him on your on his birthday and this and that. He he was not cut. Nope. The contract was up. He was and he there was were out negotiations of negotiations ongoing. Yeah. And to your point of him wanting to get done, if you know, we saw the offer came from a different team based on we'll talk about his Instagram right. Uh, you know, caption. It looks like he was offered more money. That's a, that's a celebration. Hey, on my birthday, I'm getting paid. I'm going somewhere new, new beginning. Like that, that's a celebratory thing. Of course, as a Galaxy fan, I understand why it makes you upset. Um, you know, and, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about the nuance uh, of the deal because I think both things can be true at once. I think so. He's someone I would have liked to have kept around. We'll, yep. we'll dig into the stats with the consistency and what he was able to bring to the team. But when you look at what they're able to turn that around into, and I know it's not all guaranteed, but there's huge upside to what they got back from. And so when you do the math and figure that all out, you know, I, I can understand why, you know, it was possibly a good idea to move him. So I think both of those things can be true. Let, let's talk about Tyler Boyd, though. I mean, regardless of what you say and regardless of what sort of goes in here, and we're going to talk about it from the business side of things and maybe why it makes sense to the galaxy, what they're trying to look for. Maybe there's reasons for it. Um, there's also, you know, this is a big risk by Koontz and, and company here because mm -hmm. you have a guy who was basically one of your top offensive producers the entire year played every single game for the LA galaxy. The only player to do so uh, played yeah, while he was the kicker for me. Yeah. The consistency, 34 games, 34 games. He had, he played with like a broken thumb, I think for most of that year too. Right. I mean, we saw him in the cast whenever he got mm -hmm. hurt and the whole deal didn't, you know, didn't miss it. 2,338 minutes. I mean, seven goals, eight assists in his, uh, in his regular season stuff that, that he did. I, I think he had another goal, another assist um, whenever you add in uh, open, open cup, cup and yeah. everything mm -hmm. else. Right. So really deal. 
but not only that, but showing up in big games against LAFC, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this He's is a the guy, LAFC killer. Yeah, and, rightfully so, named that. Yeah. And, and he, this was the guy who who ultimately would come out and say, you know, I grew up with this club. I love this club. It means a lot for me to be here. And uh, before we go any further with like any of the business talk or anything like that, uh, Tyler Boyd is such a class act, such mm-hmm. a, a wonderful person to talk to on a regular basis as somebody who got to cover him. Um, always, always happy to talk to us, always giving us his, his honest assessment of things. Um, and so, uh, from that perspective of just, you really like covering guys, you, you know, I wish him the best in Nashville. That's, that's really where that comes out. You, you yeah. sort of, as you cover these guys, you sort of become a fan of theirs personally. And, and I really, you, you find yourself in Tyler Boyd's corner pretty easily, pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and where you see it shine is when you have a, a little bit of down luck on, on those seasons, uh, when the Galaxy really, on, on the downtime, Sasha, Sasha Klushin really became a fan favorite because he was the one who was willing to face the media and talk to everybody and be that voice Raheem, for the Galaxy. Raheem Edwards, by the way, Raheem, same thing, yeah, right? He come out. Same tell, idea. Yeah, same thing. But but Tyler Boyd again during those these down stretches when you know your your designated player is is injured and not able to talk to the media Tyler Boyd was one of those guys who stepped up and was able to kind of you know address things and and speak and be happy to do so and his story you know betting on himself and being able to to make it work you know all, all kudos to him and he was someone who you can I understand one hundred percent why fans are upset that he's going because to your point it's a risk because yeah. you're you're getting rid of a consistent 34 game starter right. there's upside to it but it you know to to say are you going to find someone you know that's a better quality than Tyler Boyd that's consistent and consistent MLS starter uh, that's, that's that's tough. tough. That's that's a tough order. So I'll, I'll certainly we'll say this, not for the amount of money he was on. Right. And we'll talk about his money here. Let's get to the specifics of the deal as the L.A. Galaxy announced it. And I say that in particular because there is a difference in how the two teams announced it. And I think I can provide some clarity for you. So uh, the L.A. Galaxy today announced the club has acquired two international roster slots, one in 2024 and one in 2025. Let's stop there for a second. The 2024 roster slot now gives the L.A. Galaxy nine, nine international roster slots. That now means the L.A. Galaxy have nine of nine international slots filled. We'll go over who all of those are right now. But that means that if they add anybody, who is an international without getting rid of anybody who is an international, they will have to find more international slots. Now, the good thing is they have one for this year and one for next year. So they're already going to start next year with nine as well. Right. So already sort of playing and trying to figure that out. So that's the first thing. Now, we're going to put a value on those international roster slots here in a second, but let's get through the rest of it. Um, The Galaxy got the two international roster slots, one in 2024, one in 2025, and $150,000 in general allocation money split halfway between the 2024 and 2025 seasons, so $75,000 on each, okay? So uh, that's an exchange. Now, that's the guaranteed money, right? And so already you're sitting there going, okay, well, that doesn't seem like a lot. Now we can we can figure that out here in a second. Additionally, the Galaxy may receive up to six hundred twenty five thousand in conditional general allocation money if certain performance metrics are met by Boyd and Nashville. All right. Uh, Will Kuntz said this as we continue to improve our roster with the aim of maintaining roster flexibility. Nashville offered us a deal that accomplishes both of the, those goals. Uh, we wish Tyler and his family the best as he embarks on a new and exciting chapter in his career. Uh, they pointed out that Boyd, who was uh, 28 at the time, turned 29 on the uh, on the 30th uh, as this came out, recorded eight goals and five assists in 39 matches, played uh, 32 starts across all competitions for the LA Galaxy during the 2023 campaign. All right, so we have that. Now, let's just start to do a little bit of math, okay? So let's start adding... That's what I came for. I yeah, came for the math. I know, I know. This is this is everybody gets really excited about this. We know there's $150,000 in guaranteed uh, general allocation money. We're going to add it all up. We'll divide it by two later. later, later. Um, all right, so we got that, $150,000. Now, we know the Galaxy can receive up to $625,000 in conditional jam over those two years as well. So we're going to add the $625,000 to that. Um, just throwing it in there, the, throwing the, it in there. The I, specials, what I like to call it. I think that there is, and speaking to people, there is an expectation that these performance metrics are not outrageous for what you're expecting Tyler Boyd to do and his ability to play and all that. So yeah, hope, hopefully we're dealing with Chicharito extension level right, metrics. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Play, play 14 games. Good job. Right. You know, that type of thing. Um, so, so speaking of, they think it's, it's, a, so if we just add in those two things, we're at $775,000. Okay. 775. Now we have to decide how much our, our international slots are worth. And Eric, the international it's slots, your favorite game. this is, this is great. I mean, you know, it is, 
it's humorous because I think that either uh, not a lot of reporters and certainly the ones who are breaking like Tom Bogert knows this. Paul Tenorio knows this. You know, Pablo Maurer knows this. You know, like the guys who are really involved. In, we know how much international slots sort of go for. And uh, my range right now is between one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars and about two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Right. So let's do you just want to take it at the one seventy five and we'll call it good. Right. So let's we'll take it on the low right low range. Yeah, 175, even 150. I think as the season goes on, they, they, they come get down a little less bit. expensive yes. because they're they're harder to move and not as many people are bringing them in. So there's much not as much of a need. So let's call it, you know, brand new, not 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 a like a used used truck. Right. Uh, although used cars sometimes. So, more so 175, now too. 175, 175 is, I think is a safe preseason estimate. By the way, I've spot. seen them go for as many as like 220. Right. So you can get into that range, too. So anyway, so if we go by what the what it is um, just in general for what they've asked, the the total compensation for Tyler Boyd would be one point one two five. Right now. That's interesting. Cool. All fun. Now let's go ahead and also look at how what his salary is, right? Because that is also something that you get back whenever you whenever you send somebody somewhere. Um, and so when the salary comes back on Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd was making. We'll use his base of two seventy five, right? So one point one two five plus and two seventy five. <laughs> one point four, correct? In that neighborhood. One point four, exactly. There you go. All right. Good job. So one point four. Like we talked about this. So now you divide that by two, right? And you're about seven hundred thousand uh, dollars. That it, the last one you can't really divide by two. But here's the other yeah. part of this that I'm now going to cue you in on is it seems that the total cap out is going to be around nine hundred thousand dollars, right? And that's nine hundred thousand dollars, not including the um, the 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 two international slots, right? So really, there's a significant amount of money that will be available for the LA Galaxy because of Tyler Boyd, and this is what Will Kuntz is talking about whenever it's roster flexibility and everything else. Now, the bet that I think Kuntz has to make here is that, you know, basically the 900 plus, you know, another 225, right? Whatever it ends up being is worth it to move somebody who's 29, who played 34 games for you, uh, who was who was a really good offensive, but they think, and I would think here's the bet, is one, we can get either somebody who's less expensive, which would be tough because at 275, mm-hmm. Tyler Boyd wasn't making a lot well, of money. That's the interesting thing that you factor in because you factored in the salary as part of that 1.4 total that is Tyler Board worth keeping around at 1.4. But he performed well enough to where there was action in a bidding war where you weren't going to get him for 275. Maybe he was worth double that. So you have to factor in even more. And so are, are you going to get the same performance right. at not the same price, but a more expensive price? Can you replace, get a better player for him what, what do we at think, that price? What do we think Nashville's going to pay him? Because we were talking about this beforehand. Yeah, so what, if he was at 275, he, I think he played, he played himself, I feel like, up to maybe 500, maybe. So I feel like he, can, he doubled his value with his time. So I can get anywhere between five and 600. Yeah. I feel like the galaxy may have offered, he mentioned in his Instagram that this is important. Post, I, yeah, I did. I didn't ask for the world. I just wanted to be respected. I feel like he played himself. Maybe the galaxy offered, maybe they lowballed. And we know, we know that they've done this in 375, the 375, 400. Yeah. But you know, if, if you know, we look at what he's worth probably between 500 and 600,000 salary. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. Somebody in the chat room says what stops Nashville from intentionally hindering Tyler's well, because they want to win games and Tyler Boyd is going to yeah. be Nashville. <laughs> They're contender. Nashville is very much a team that doesn't rely on internationals that likes to get sort of the hard nosed American or domestic players in there and uses them to the best of their ability. I mean, you know, Gary Smith is, is, uh, is really interesting coach and, you know, he was successful with Colorado and, you know, he comes in, it's sort of a defensive base, um, but they score goals whenever they need to score goals. Right. And so they have, uh, they always have a very good, and by the way, lucky for Tyler Boyd gets to go to a play like in this brand new stadium. That's in a city yeah. that just loves soccer. Right. Love, I mean, yeah, they love their team. It's, it seems like there's a lot of teams that get a lot of love around the league. I think Nashville, they, while they do get love, I feel like they get under the radar for not being a great place to play. That the environment always looks great. It seems like it's a really strong fan base, given the you know limited amount of professional teams and how it's kind of new to the scene. Right. It seems like you know with the hockey team and with the Titans, it seems like they really get behind right. their sports teams there. So it seems like he's going to end up in a really cool landing spot. So, so the Galaxy, whenever you sort of look at everything, is is right around a million dollars for Boyd. Um, and go, I mean, it's, it's not bad. That's not a bad turnaround for what they're doing again, which at 34 games, right. You know, if that's what you're replacing, can you get two players who fill in, who are going to be able to give you 34 games and seven or more goals? 
at the, at, for, at a million dollars or at $900,000. Even if you lowball and say 775, maybe you can get two players who can give you that same productivity. Then right. the math kind of checks out that way also. Yeah, don't read too much into Nashville stuff where the Galaxy may receive up to 625000 in conditional uh, general allocation money per season, which would have been like, you know, 1.25. Um, and it, it seems like it's capped around $900,000 just to give you an idea of, of sort of what that is. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't have things that don't hit twice. I think there are performance metrics that hit twice in each year, right? And you can double those. And I, but I think that overall they were like, it doesn't matter sort of what he does. They just said the cap is going to be this, right? And so, um, it's interesting to sort of actually try to dive into the details of the contracts like that because it's like, hey, Erica, it's it's like it's like the jogathon back in the days. Hey, Eric, I'll sponsor you a dollar a lap, but my 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 uh, my cap is twenty five bucks. And you're like, well, I'm gonna run <laughs> seventy five laps. Why don't you just donate twenty five bucks, right? Like you used to be able to write the cap in. I was always yeah. like, oh man, my parents were always like, nah, go for it. You know, do your I thing. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah, man, I've I've been far enough removed. <laughs> Uh, on an elementary school campus that I, I do not miss jogathon and fundraisers. Not that is all? not a part of the job that I miss. Yeah. You know, you know, the old <laughs> COG studios right next to a school. I literally, when they have the jogathon, I hear it like, right. Oh. I'm like, Oh man, they're, it's they're fun, back. Yeah. The um, event is fun. The, all the, all the prep that leads up to it. Not that's, fun. that's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Jonathan uh, gave us a $20 super chat. Uh, happy season 16. Thank you, Jonathan. We appreciate that. Appreciate that, that Jonathan. Very Thank awesome. Uh, we got a $20 super chat. 2024. Uh, $20 and 24 cents, right? Uh, from Gilberto. Happy new year. Is this the Johnny Perez breakout year? We're not talking about breakout years anymore. We're that's that got ruined by F. Ryan Alvarez. (laughs) But I think, I think you lean into it. I go the other direction. Oh yeah. Johnny Perez is this year's F. Ryan Alvarez breakout breakout player of the year. I think every year we need to have one guy. Robbie, Robbie Keane's going to come give him the the, the seven, the, the F. Ryan Alvarez memorial player the breakout player of the year i think that right. should be there should be like a plaque that we create who's going to be the guy this year I, i'm in my vote yeah i'm with you gilberto okay johnny perez this I, is this is the year i love it i love it um yeah i mean when you look boyd at who yeah tyler boyd who's that guy <laughs> um no i mean here's the whole thing is now now there's pressure there's really pressure at that position and i think that the galaxy are probably looking at two designated players on either wing so when you say that did you have room for Tyler Boyd? I mean, that's really the galaxy seem to be tipping their hand here a little bit, which is we don't need to spend that much money on a backup when we already spend a million dollars on a backup with Diego Fagundes, who's probably going to be the backup yeah. on the, on the wings there. Um, and the two DPs are probably going to be your outside wingers, right? And I think you just, you hit the nail right on the head there, you know, being the hammer. I think that maybe that should be my slogan that I, that I lean into. Are you going to pay, Tyler Boyd a premium if he's going to be coming off the bench. Right. What, what are we doing if you're going out and looking for DP wingers who are going to be starting in his position? Why are you going to pay a higher value on someone else who's going to want to pay a better salary and use him as a starter? If you're not going to use him as a starter because you're going after DP wingers, right. then why not get the most value for him? So I think that's a part of the math that it's hard to swallow now as a Galaxy fan because of what he meant. Right. And, and there's no one – we're not looking at a replacement right now. There's an empty – slot but once those you know it, potentially those dp wingers come in that may change your opinion on this move uh even if he does go on to have a successful season in nashville right i like philip uh philip uh, going straight to the heart here with a two dollar super chat charlie rugs breakout year loading <laughs> man why you got to do charlie like didn't he become an artist i'm pretty sure he became an artist i think, I think so. i've seen something like that we should have him on the show see if he still likes me i don't know i was yeah. gonna say if, if the galaxy were still on the spectrum network they would definitely there'd be a half hour devoted to where's Charlie Rudd now. <laughs> we need one of those. Yeah. Where uh, are they now? I Ga- love that. Galaxy stars of yesterday. I love that. Did we, I thought we had another super chat. Did I miss one? We did. Patrick. Oh, go ahead. W- which one's Patrick's Patrick nine ninety nine. Viva El Rincon. I mean, I, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't, am Patrick, I, just, I don't know. Just did, did I out did, myself? Did we just cancel did I say it? something? Did we cancel yeah, ourselves? Am I, am I done? <laughs> we don't, good night, everybody. Good night. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Signing off. Season 16. <laughs> it was good while it lasted. Um, no, anyway, so uh, thank you for the super chat, Patrick. Appreciate it. $10. Just tell the morons up here what you're trying to say. It's fine. Um, uh, so anyway, so looking at Tyler Boyd, I mean, that's where it is. Here's the roster right now as we look at it. The LA Galaxy with 21 players signed, nine players basically to be added. I imagine more than... Uh, you would suggest there's again nine of nine international slots currently filled. Now, 
one of the reasons that you're not overly worried is that Gino VV can probably be loaned down. So now you can open up an international slot if you need to. Uh, Mitrovic is going to use his. That's for sure. Audi's going to use his. Mavinga should be on the trade block, but uh, hasn't been so far. Uh, I wouldn't it's, be surprised if they if they buy. Listen, buyouts are a thing of the past. I would imagine. I think it's probably was a was a crutch the Galaxy leaned on with Giovanni dos Santos whenever yeah. he had Zlatan and everything else going on. Right. Um, I think that. Uh, you're not going to see a buyout. However, if I was going to buy out a contract, I might buy out Chris Mbinga. That yeah, might be the one. It's funny you mention it because as we we're talking about Boyd, uh, I'm looking at well, 275. What can you pay? You know, <laughs> you know Tyler Boyd that it's worth keeping around. You look at Chris Mbinga, who is most likely not going to be your starting center back at 399 as his base salary, guaranteed compensation of up to 450. That's a lot of money to be spending on someone coming off the bench. So we're looking at that comp to Tyler Boyd. Are you going to pay 450, 500 to right. someone who's going to be your bench player when in reality, if that's not someone who's one of your, you know, bona fide starters, right. then that is someone that is potentially on the, on the trading block. So uh, it would not shock me if, uh, you know, Chris Mavinga is on the trading block, but I kind of go back to, it's interesting. Someone was mentioning on uh, in, in the chat, and I apologize for not catching it, but it was, you know, it, oh, we're not paying Nashville to take Boyd. So I think <laughs> Boyd played well enough that, you know, we actually got money for him. But Mavinga might be one of those guys who we may need to, you know, and it's not Colorado anymore with no. the moves that they've been making. We're going to have to find someone else to pay to take to take our players. So I don't know who the new who the new minnow is going to be. Maybe it's us. Maybe we're them. Yeah, yeah. We're it. it we're, could, it could it's, be. it's been us the whole time. Right, yeah. If, if Kevin Cabral comes back, then you know that it, it was it's us, right? <laughs> that, that whole thing. Um, no, very. Yeah, Colorado making some moves, uh, which are interesting. Um, you know, Hugo, Hugo Lloris at a non-DP over to LAFC. That's an interesting one, too. By the That's way, nice little segue. Those, those, are, those are some interesting moves. Uh, and perhaps, you know, both of LAFC, LAFC's keepers, uh, which is the segue we were looking for, um, mm-hmm. both out of contract, basically looking for a place to go. Um, and the LA Galaxy did sign one of those. Now, this is a rumor from Tom Bogert. But when Tom Bogert says something, <laughs> I was gonna say. put it in the bank. Yeah, when Tom Bogart says a rumor, it's not a rumor. He 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 knows someone in HR at MLS HQ. Something. Yeah, the, if he tweets it out, you know it's happening. The paperwork comes across the desk. It's in, and you know, I think he gets like a copy of everything that comes across yeah. there. That type he's of thing. He's CC'd he, on those emails. He, he yeah. is. He is. He does a great job. I love Tom. I think uh, he works in payroll in MLS. He, that has to. Be that, that's that's what it is. Um, he by the way started his own YouTube channel, which you should go subscribe to. I'm subscribed. You're you're an idiot if you don't. Quite honestly, because he's out wow. there. He's out there just like throwing out transfer news all day. He'll just drop a video. Hey, here's the transfer news. This guy. You're like, oh, okay, this is real coverage. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, yeah. oh, oh, I feel like we're a big boy sport. Look at us. Big boy pants <laughs> and everything, right? So Tom's doing a great job, but Tom said it. Now, not that you needed it, all right, but I can confirm the LA Galaxy are indeed going to get uh, goalkeeper John McCarthy. All right, so you can basically put that one now. That's 22 players on that. Now, this opens the can of worms like you mm-hmm. wouldn't believe. Um, <laughs> didn't we get didn't we get a super draft goalkeeper? And aren't we carrying some goalkeepers already? This makes it this, very, very spicy and interesting. Well, again, I think the super drafts picks are sort of like you get to play with G2 this year. You yeah. know, that sort of seems like already what they're what they're sort of. And by the way, not a horrible idea to stock G2 with super draft picks. It's not yeah. the worst thing in the world. I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, but with McCarthy out there, by the way, McCarthy made, uh, 122, I believe, or 125. Um, let's see. I have it. 121. Yeah. 122, 121, 667. That was his base salary last year. Now, when you say, why is McCarthy coming? The LA galaxy have Michovic, which we have talked about on this show as possibly being the guy this year, right? <laughs> they, they went out, they purchased him. They wanted he showed this, potential. They, last he, season. he showed potential. You kind of liked what you saw. He's young. He's coming back. You're like, okay, this is this is a guy who's on the rise, right? And you're you're like, but how's that going to play with Bond? Well, they get rid of Jonathan Klinsman. You're like, okay, well, I mean, clearly it's going to be Bond and, and Michovic. This signing with John McCarthy, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about him here in a second, but this signing with John McCarthy is a lot bigger for this reason, is that it now signals, I believe, to everybody else in Major League Soccer that Jonathan Bond is for sale. Um, and, you know, it, it's almost like this. Hey, Eric, uh, 
do you want to buy this watch? I know you didn't ask me, but did you want to buy this watch? Your first question is probably gonna be like, well, what's wrong with the watch? Like, why are you trying to get rid of it? Right. So sometimes well, you can't. I got just a better, be, better. You say, yeah. hey, I got this new watch. I'm getting rid of it. Yeah. Like, let me take this old one off. Yeah. yeah like, but, Wait, you're, what are you doing with that one? Where's the one, the one you just took off? Where's that one going? Yeah. But that watch you have on the one that you're get, that you say you want to rely on. That's like a swatch. Right. I don't know what that watch is. What is that? Like, is it made of, out of plastic? I know it's I know it's I know it's young. Right. Like the whole deal. But like that's sort of the that's sort of how some of these things go. So it's difficult to shop guys somewhere. So like you can't you can't hang a for sale sign on. Well, this is a for sale sign for Jonathan Bond. Um, and there's reasons for that. Certainly. Um, if we look at Jonathan Bond and his salary, uh, you know, he's on $475,000. We just talked about Tyler Boyd and everything else. Well, is that you, what you want to pay for a backup? Is that what you want to pay for a backup? I mean, Michovich right last year was at $67,000, just to give you an idea of what you're at. I imagine he gets a raise now that he, he's been bought and he's going to be making more money. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's making less than $200,000, maybe in the 250 range, right? Somewhere in that, two, two, 250, which is a lot for a guy who's going to be sitting on the bench if he's not going to be sitting on the bench. Um, and so I think this signals. Now, would the could the LA Galaxy start the season with Jonathan Bond as the number one? Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I think this also is a challenge flag to Jonathan Bond, right? Hey, your your place is got options. Yeah, we've yeah. got options. The whole deal. Now, here's the thing about John McCarthy. Uh, really, really awesome pedigree. I'll, I'll be honest. Everybody I talked to was like, this guy is like the best locker room guy. He is That's- such a team guy. <laughs> and I know people are like, I don't care about that. You you should care. You should care. This is yeah. part of it. Not only is he an, he he a really good backup goalkeeper. I mean, if you're going to have a backup goalkeeper, why not have one that was a, a, a 2022 MLS MVP, right? I mean, this is a guy who knows how to be a backup. He's, um, is he 30 years old or 31? He's 29 or somewhere in that neighborhood. Oh, hold on. I had it. I had it. It was, it was 31. <laughs> well, well, He's on, 31. Uh, He's 31. I'll, yeah. I'll go, I'll go back to your, to your locker room point. I think one of the big stains on this is obviously that he's coming from the guys across down at LAFC. And whenever that happens, there's always, you know, you grit your teeth and you're not exactly thrilled about it, especially when it's someone who's not like one of the, like, like I mentioned, a Chicho Rango or someone like that right. who's coming across across the hallway. Interestingly enough, uh, you know, I have some contacts at LAFC and some people who work there, which is funny for me being the diehard Galaxy fan that I am. But the same way that people spoke about Will Kuntz, they spoke about John McCarthy and that he's a guy who was a pleasure to talk to, was great in the locker room. And so I kind of name checked Sasha question right. earlier and him being a leader in the locker room, even though he wasn't necessarily, you know, the all star on the field. But what he meant in the behind the scenes that it seems like that's what they're getting in John McCarthy from what I hear from him, from people inside the organization. So uh, I know there's other aspects, right. uh, you know, to people's personalities. But from what we've heard is nothing in, as far as his impact on the team uh, is that it's all positive. So I think that's something that that's really interesting. And then with the situation that they had with their Crapeau getting injured, he had a bulk of the starts uh, for LAFC last season, eight clean sheets. When you compare it to Bond, you know, had similar number of starts, 24 starts, only had four clean sheets. You look at the save percentages a little bit higher. So when you're looking at like comps, just stats alone, you may even be looking at a little bit of a better keeper statistically and John McCarthy than Jonathan Bond. So I absolutely think it's a challenge flag uh, to Bond to say, hey, we don't have one person gunning for your spot. We have two people possibly gunning for your spot. So it's time to, to kind of step up. The last thing that I'll end this on is that depending on, you know, how you view this galaxy season, whether it's a rebuild or, or, you know, a retouch or a refresh or whatever you want to call it with the roster, this is not going to be the same defense as last year. So that's something to consider as well is, you know, Jalen Neal and Maya Yoshida as your starting center backs. Is that going to lessen the, you know, burden on bond and with, you know, some of the wingers that may, not be as attacking and they may be more defensively minded. Is that going to impact bond as well? Right. And if you're able to get a healthy Brugman and Delgado who, you know, are kind of your, your, your bulldogs in the middle that add to the defensive game, could that improve? It's not all necessarily on bond. I think you mentioned it. One thing that, uh, you know, goalkeepers like, (laughs) like to mention is that, you know, when, when the goals go in, everyone gets mad at you and no one looks at the defenders, you know, for letting the ball slip by, you know, so that's one thing to consider as well. Is there, a get out of jail free card for Jonathan Bond if his defense steps up. Doesn't really matter who's between the sticks. Right. Yeah. When you look at McCarthy, Bond, Michovic, maybe they're all kind of 
in the same region, and it's just a matter of can he save on salary or or is he going to be able to step up and do better with with the change in the defense? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, you're bringing in John McCarthy. You have the discussion with him. Hey, you're our backup. You're either going to back up Jonathan Bond or you're going to back up Michovic. And if you need somebody, you can... Uh, how was it explained to me? Um, basically, you need to give people room to grow sometimes, right? And Michovic needs a little bit of room, but you also need to be protected, right? Like, you know, hey, if you go out and you have a couple bad games, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if you go out and you have a bad game, you know, a couple bad games in a row, and maybe your head's just not right, you're a young player, you know, you have to figure out how to work through these things, that type of thing. There's a veteran guy like John McCarthy in there. John McCarthy was not promised a starting job, right? That's that's basically what it is. But I'll tell you right now, Jonathan Bond, as of right now, not promised a starting job. Mitrovic, not promised a starting job. Uh, this is actual real goalkeeper like drama here. Competition, yeah. And with Bond, here's the other thing. Uh, the the top goalkeeper prospect basically in Major League Soccer, even though Zach Steffen going to uh, to Colorado was sort of a little bit of a surprise, but one of the top prospects is is Maxime Crepeau, right? Coming out off mm-hmm. of LAFC. We talked about Hugo Lloris coming out. This is why this all makes sense and all yeah. travels through. It was one of the dominoes right. to fall that I think impacted this. Yeah, I, and I think so too, right? You, you sort of know where, where it's at, but um, it seems like, and, and, you know, from the discussions I've had that, that Crepo wants a lot of money, right? And so when you look around the league and you know, there are teams who are looking for goalkeepers, who's willing to spend a lot of money on Maxime Crepo? They're going to look for that, but there's also going to be a couple teams out there who are looking for goalkeepers who are like, we're not going to spend that much kind of money for Maxime mm-hmm. Crepo, but you know, Jonathan Bond is available over at the galaxy and we could go get <laughs> him. And it's like a discount, discount prices. Yeah. Discount prices, right? There's always these things. So, I think if you're watching anything, watch where Crepo goes. Watch if Crepo doesn't go, by the way, as well. That's an important sort of thing to pay attention to as well. Maybe people are holding out. Maybe Crepo's asking for too much money. The more money Crepo goes, I think the more likely Bond goes somewhere because somebody's going to set that price, right? And then they're going to be like, oh, well, we can get Jonathan Bond for under that price, right? Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised. the line, yeah. Right. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Galaxy ship salary if if he had to go as well. Um, because let's say you pay a hundred thousand dollars this year, or $150,000 for Jonathan bond to go somewhere else. Um, you know, you're still saving money on that overall, right? That type of thing. So maybe you get some, some, some draft picks back or something else, but ultimately what you're looking for is to clear roster spot. Now let's not count Jonathan bond dead either. Right. <laughs> I was, like I was, was going to jump on the grave. One, just okay, one more little smidgen <laughs> again. I, 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 I would, Personally, I want to see Jonathan Bond succeed. But one thing that we may not consider as well is he, you know, has eyes and he has an agent as well. And if he sees the writing on the wall with Michovic, he sees the writing on the wall with McCarthy. He may, you know, look to make moves, you know, say, hey, you know, I used to play in England. Maybe there's jobs back in England. Maybe right. there's other leagues. So he 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 could see this as, hey, the Galaxy look like they're moving in a different direction. Let me look out for myself. Let me, you know, look for someone who can maybe offer me a contract, give me some extension, give me some guaranteed minutes. So he could absolutely, you know, force the move as well. So it's not all on the galaxy to make the move. It's on Bond to kind of say, hey, I see where the writing is. I'm going to go take care of myself. That's something to consider as well. But that was my last little dance on the grave. I do want him to succeed. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. He could also come in here and absolutely ball out, right? And the Galaxy... He's shown moments, yeah. Yeah, and remember the Galaxy gave him a new contract last summer, right? The whole deal. So trying to sort of... And I think they were trying to make sure that they place things. You don't know if you're going to be able to secure Michovic, right? There's a whole thing. So you want to have something to carry you through. You want to be able to do that. Uh, They didn't exercise anything on Jonathan Klinsman, right? Because that was sort of up in the air. So... They've really sort of set themselves up to make sure they carry somebody through, even if it was at more money maybe than they wanted to to sort of put. But now it's up to Jonathan Bond to respond to this because if he goes out and he plays and he balls the way that you can that we think he can, right? That their perspective that that he has the chance to do, he could be the number one goalkeeper this whole year, right? And Michovic is going to have to wait another year. You know, it's that type of thing mm-hmm. because you know you can only do so much for 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 coaches and everything else but you're going to play the hot hand and whoever's the hot hand is going to get the goalkeeper spot right so um, and, and goalkeeper is also one of those positions where age is really something that plays in their favor you can be you know you pretty long in the tooth yeah and still be a very effective <laughs> right. goalkeeper uh you know so that's one of those things where even if you're someone at Mitrovic's age to say hey you're still very young there's still a lot of possible career ahead of you we're, we're going to ride the hot hand right now. It doesn't mean we don't believe in you. It just means 
there's, you know, goalie is a position where, you know, the you're not turning into a pumpkin very quickly. So that's something that we, we may bet on as well. I, I will I will say this and it's sort of similar along with Tyler Boyd. Um, having Jonathan Bond on the show multiple times has always been a pleasure. We love having him on. He's a great person to talk to always has good perspective on the team you like to hear what he says a really top top notch professional and and a really nice guy right those these things i i want you everybody thinks that like you get these personal vendettas very rarely well, do you have like a personal vet there are some certainly but there are very rarely do you get these you i like these guys again eric yeah. you said it you want them to succeed. I yeah. want I want every player to succeed. It doesn't work that way, but I, that would be great if it could. It's, it's one of those father time is undefeated. It always reminds me of the Batman quote. It's either you die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Yeah, it's just, with, it. with enough time and enough goals go against you and, yeah. and no, not winning seasons, of course they're going to they're gonna turn on you. It's going to go sideways. So it's just one of those things that I'll say win fixes everything. I see it a lot in the chat is, right. you know, can he do it? Can he not do it? If they start putting some wins together and he starts – standing on his head, you know, I've seen, you know, keepers who we, you know, thought were dead, you know, Steve Clark is a guy who drives me crazy, but that guy just always lands somewhere. He always manages to have these games where he stands on his head. And, and, and this is, this is not an insult. It's actually right. a compliment to him. I don't know how he does it. He doesn't, he doesn't look like a great athlete or a great goalkeeper. But he does it. And it's, it's not, you know, it's not pretty to look at when he's making it, but he just somehow finds a way to get it done. So, you know, the goalkeepers can always find their way and bounce back and, and find new landing spots and have success. So, you know, who, who knows what can happen with the season upcoming. So, so that's with McCarthy ad. And, and again, uh, the other part of the McCarthy ad is, is I think there's a little East coast love in this as well. Uh, Coons from the East coast and, and uh, certainly uh, John McCarthy from the East coast. He's got, he's got some Philly in him, right? You know, a little Philly. So he's, <laughs> he's, he's like, Oh, you know, I'm from Philly. He's got sort of that edge. Um, does he throw the batteries at Santa? Is that one of those I, things? He probably was does. he one of those guys? Where was he? Yeah, yeah we should ask. We Where should was ask. he on Christmas, whatever year that was? Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so McCarthy uh, on his way to the LA Galaxy per Tom Bogert, and I can confirm uh, that they indeed uh, are looking to add him to the roster. So uh, that sort of goes there. The other thing I want to get to before we get to rumors, of course, is that the LA Galaxy single game tickets are on sale now for uh, for the game against LAFC at the Rose Bowl on July 4th. All right. If you got to watch any of the Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl or the Rose Parade, any of that fun stuff over uh, over the holidays it was nice to see it there i always enjoy eric as you know looking at the rose bowl on tv um, yeah it's it doesn't get old and here's one thing my wife kind of mentioned this when we were watching the parade when you're in southern california like you take it for granted yep you know i i maybe went you know, once or twice it's, on the day after the parade to go look at the floats and kind of walk it. That's it, it's, sneaky way. It's overrated to go to the parade. I'm just going to say it. I, <laughs> that's what I'm saying to, okay. to the parade itself. Yes. But that's why this, the best way to do it is the next day to kind of walk. You still see all the floats. You do it on at your own pace. And then formerly working parks and rec, I used to work for a city that had a float that sponsored. And so going and I've actually hand decorated glued on beans onto a float myself. So it's one of those things where I can't believe they let you do anything. <laughs> You, you, uh, you know, you take it for granted when you're there. So to see it, you know, as living far away, living in Texas and say, Hey, it's still on TV. Right. I still get to watch it. Just, it made me feel warm and fuzzy inside. All right. You, are, are, are you, uh, are you happy? You think we're lubed up enough to get to rumors? Cause I know everybody's like, come on, please give <laughs> me something. Interesting choice of words. I'm, I, I'm not going to co-sign that, but yeah, I am ready for the okay, rumors. Ready, ready for the rumors. Cover right. me in. Okay. never mind. No, no, that's, you're not allowed to, that was <laughs> COG too after far, dark. Too far. COG all right. Hit dark. smash that like button. That's right. Um, all right. So, uh, we do have some rumors. The first one I'm going to talk to you about is one that's not happening. And I know everybody's like, will you stop telling me what's not happening and start telling me what is happening? Uh, basically, there was a rumor out there that New York City, Real Salt Lake, and the LA Galaxy were all in talks with uh, Jamiro Montero, uh, who was coming out of San Jose. Um, and I can tell you that that is not true, at least not on the Galaxy side. I don't know about anybody else, but the Galaxy are not interested there, so you don't have to pay any attention to that particular rumor. Aren't that you, makes me happy. It's one happy? thing to, <laughs> to you know, take players from a rival. With McCarthy, it's one of those where watching him on the other side, I'm not a, I wasn't a fan of it, but it's right. one of those guys where you hate him when he's on the other side, but you right. could understand why people like him when he's on your side. Right. Going for, for Montero, it just didn't seem like, it didn't feel I didn't like him like, and no. I didn't think he was, I was like, no. okay, this, this doesn't seem like an alley that I want to go. And then when you layer in the San Jose aspect of it, I'm glad to hear that that's not something yeah, not uh, a, that we're pursuing. Yeah, apparently not a thing. Um, so that's something. Um, here is what I can tell you. Yamane is still happening, coming. Um, that seems to be as close to a green light deal as it is. So anybody who's been asking why it's been so quiet, 
um, it's because that's happening. Uh, that seems to be very close to being done. So Yamani is going to come in. That is your right back, right? So that's going to be your right back solution. Aude on the left back. You have John Nelson as the backup. Uh, they're going to, I, you know, Cuevas, um, Cuevas is going to see some minutes. Yeah. I, I think on that, that right back backup side of things. So, um, I think that's pretty much a done deal. So you can start counting. I mean, basically when you're starting to look at holes that the galaxy need to fill, Yamane fills a hole and he's coming. Right. So, um, that's it. Uh, here is uh, here's what else I can tell you is that you were right. It is quiet. I was gonna, okay. I was going to say I usually don't hear you are right very often. I right. Was, yeah, I was taking like back. Me? I was like, wow, no, no one ever tells me that. No, I was tell, I was telling the, I was telling the listeners. I was telling the okay. chat room that they are Fair right. Enough. It is very quiet. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for everything. All right. So I imagine, and certainly with discussions and things I've happened, that things are about to go. And when you look at this team, we talked about nine slots, right? Nine slots basically being open and whether or not you move bond, it could open up another slot. Let's talk about we could, you know, there's still moves that could happen that could make it more than nine slots. If you're really paying attention to everything, uh, nine slots, Yamane comes in, that's eight slots, right? I think that you're going to find pretty rapidly here that if everything goes as, as it is that you're going to have two designated players coming in here very shortly. Um, you know, I think that there's a reason that everything's very quiet. Right. So and and that's sort of like one of these things that happens is that it's these are nervy things. I don't know if people realize like these deals are nervy, right? Like you're like, hey, I want you to come to the team. Okay, well, I'll come to the team. It's like, okay, good. I'm glad. So we're agreed in principle that you want to come to the team. Yeah, it's like, let's see the contracts. Okay, now the contract. Well, we don't like this. We don't like, you know what? Quite honestly, this isn't what we thought at all. We thought we were going to do this. We said we wanted this. This is in America. This. Yeah. Yeah. What (laughs) currency is this in? Right. You know, that type of thing. Um. So, you know, I don't know what timeline that eventually ends up being. And I know that's a cop out and everything else. But, you know, it's like but it feels like there's this it's like a volcanic eruption, right? You have all this building underneath. Maybe there's a little shaking, a little shimmering, But for the most part, things are pretty quiet. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get the full eruption. I think that's sort of where the galaxy are, are possibly headed on this. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think you talk about nervy times. I, I personally think you don't get rid of a 34 game player you know, someone who started a lot of your games was your leading goal contribution without having the tracks laid down right. on at least, you know, one one player, if not two players, who it, you're going to bring in. It would seem to, unlikely, to right? It, it seems it seemed really silly to let, you know, one of your, your best wingers of your previous season go and not have any plan or any type of succession uh, to move into the next <laughs> phase right. of that. So it does feel like something, you know, is probably likely around the corner. But to your point about the nerve-wracking feeling, I get it. It's because anything can go wrong and you don't want to end up. I think there's a, you know, there's a bruise in a lot of people from from the Douglas Costa where, of it all from when he was signed where it seemed like the Galaxy whiffed on the players that they did want right. from someone like Christian Pavone. And they ended up having to go out and find, you know, whoever was being shopped to them, which ended up being Douglas Costa, which – right. Panned out towards the end, but over the breadth of his galaxy time, it was not, it was not a fun time to have Dougie on our team. So I think that's why, why fans are feeling nervous and rightfully so. But I also think that there is, once you see, you know, DP players, you know, kind of start to trickle in, then you're going to see some of these more ambitious moves and then you'll kind of see where the galaxy are, are heading. I was previously un- under the assumption that there was going to be a possibility that they wait till summer to do some of this backfill. I, I don't, but think I so. get the impression <laughs> from the front office that that, and from Greg Vanny as well, he's not someone who <laughs> probably has the leeway to wait till summer that they're going to want everyone in. They're going to want to be, you know, <laughs> cooking and, and, and ready to go at the beginning of the season. I don't think they're going to want to wait to fill their main starters that right. they're going to rely on for 2024. I don't think they're going to wait for to 2024 or to summer right. to backfill that. I think summer is going to be time for depth and, you know, looking at where and, injuries and land. Yeah. And, and change like if you, de- if you are not getting better, and I think we said this last week, but if you are not getting better in the summer, you're not winning an MLS yeah. Cup, right? Like it's flat out. You're not going to have a team. Nobody in Major League Soccer has a team that's capable of winning an MLS Cup before the summer in April. Yeah, yeah you 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 yeah. have you you have to be put yourself in a position to go after it. Certainly, right? But it's what you do in the summer that either solidifies depth or fills a hole that you're missing that makes you better. That makes you sort of, I think, that team. That is then the MLS Cup contender. I think you really have to sort of solidify yourself, even if that's depth signings, like you said, even if that's coming in and backfilling places where you had a bunch of injuries or you had problems. 
I think that, but I think you have to get better in the summer. That doesn't mean you have to like sign in seven new DPs, right? Like yeah. that type of thing. You just need to make sure you improve your team in the summer. And depending on how much improvement you need depends on sort of what big yeah. sort of jump you're going to have to go after. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, I, I think it's very interesting how all this is sort of coming down and, and, and playing out. But, um, you know, Patrick says, you know, you need to have those international slots before you sign the players. You don't actually, cause there's no roster compliance until right before the beginning of the season. So technically speaking, you can sign whoever you want. Now you just have to be roster compliant by the, yeah. usually it's the day or two before the first game, right? Yeah. The old draw Pedro, send them down, bring them up, dance around. Like you said, Gino Vivi is probably going to be right. doing some dancing between rosters and, you know, to, to your point, you could sign those internationals and then maybe that's where you start to figure out, right. all right, who has, who has, uh, you know, the American wife that they can marry and kind of get that, right. get that green card fast forwarded and, and get going. You find all these creative ways to kind of get around that. So yeah, yeah to your point, they have. 52 days to figure that out. Yeah, uh, it was funny. Philip uh, goes, uh, gives us a $2 super chat. Who do you consider a Douglas Costa or a Doug Costa? Sorry, Doug. Um, a Doug Costa type <laughs> panic buy. And it's like, it's not going to be a player, but it's going to be an age range, right? If you're getting somebody who's 32, 33 as, as sort of your main winger, which again, from everything I've been looking at, I think you're looking at wingers. By the way, I would like to point out that I feel like the Galaxy cash outflow that's about to be made, the check that's about to be written by Uncle Phil is probably just south of $20 million whenever you're going to bring yeah. in two players for two designated players. That, by the way, that's not salary as you and I were that's talking transfer about. Fees. That's transfer yeah, that's fees. just to get the guy, yeah. I, I mean, Then you got to pay him. I mean, I'm fairly certain that you're in the 12 range for one of them. Um, and then just sort of doing the math myself, you're probably not going to pay another 12, right? That's 20. That's, yeah. that sounds like a lot. You're probably not even going to pay eight, which would put you at 20, but would you pay six, which would take you to 18? I well, mean, what is, what is, if the player's available and, and the, the resume is there, then maybe eight is worth it. Maybe 20 mil is, is the right number. Right. And, and, and so I think right around, which by the way, a massive number. That's just, huge for one season. Yeah. For, yeah. To dive in. Yeah. Yeah. You're bringing these guys, right? The whole deal. Now you're also sort of looking at what, what Koontz has sort of talked about, which was, um, you know, finding those younger guys who can extend and sort of, you know, be part of the core going here for the next two, three, four years. Right. So, um, that's something to watch. That's how it is. But that's where it feels like everything is going. I would like to point out one more rumor that really doesn't have anything to do with the LA galaxy, but I thought it at least was fun. Um, with Chicharito going to Chivas, it looks like, oh, by the way, the most predictable move in history. <laughs> I could have told you this four years ago. How, <laughs> how, did, was, how did it wait so long? How did it wait so long for it to finally be a thing? Uh, Hercules yeah. Gomez talking about it. Um, and uh, Sergio over on, uh, on, on uh, Deportes, I think on ESPN. Deportes. Sergio dip. Yeah. Yep. Sergio dip. Was, ESPN Deportes legend. Yeah. He, so Sergio's over there uh, uh, talking it up and, and, and talking about him going to Guadalajara. So not, not surprising. I heard, uh, I heard, Cade Cowell also might be going to Chivas. Really interesting uh, move, possible move too. Um, San Jose guy who just freaking tears up. I mean, I, I would. You, you want to talk he, about he, somebody you would love to stay, love to steal, like a Cade Cowell type? He, like, yeah, absolutely. He is someone had a breakout, and then he kind of he didn't. Well, live he was a, he, San Jose. Reminds me a little bit of that Efrain Alvarez breakout years. Like, is this going to be the year? So, you know, maybe he can go to, you know, Liga Mekis and, and recapture some of that magic. Yeah. So, so this is sort of where we sit now. I know that there's a lot of people who are like, well, that's not really, it just, I, I'm just telling you sort of where I think we stand. Right. And obviously through conversations and everything else, I can use deduction and point, put two things together as well. I mean, the quietness is uneasy. Listen, usually you can text people. You get answers right back. I'll tell you right now, you're not getting answers right back. It's, it's little crickets out there, right? which is a good thing. It is. I, I, because, I don't, it doesn't bother me at all. It's not damage control. Nope. They're not spinning it. They're not nope. telling you one thing. It means, Hey, I don't want to even hint something because I don't want <laughs> I don't want to put whatever deal is in the works in danger. So that's radio silent can right. be a good thing. Philip goes, is Cade Cowell still 16? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's always 16. Uh, breakout year for Cade Cowell. That's what it, this is. That's the year. What, this is the year. This is what it's coming. John Perez, breakout year. Uh, last thing I think you we wanted to talk about a little bit is Footy Headlines had some. It, we've talked about the third kit for about, the LA Galaxy, yeah. right? Um, well, apparently there's a colorway of a third game. It may look familiar to you. You may you may <laughs> be enjoying it. Uh, let's show you what Footy Headlines says. The, the 2024 third kit LA Galaxy, which I heard the kit is coming in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, August, I believe. And yeah. I, when you look at when the third kit releases that happened last season, they were later on in the season. I believe Atlanta right. had one. I believe the Red Bulls had one. A few other teams 
I ended up with third kits and they weren't to start the season. It was either some type of special event or some of the derbies or rivalry weeks is when they kind of, um, break, broke out, break out, uh, when they busted out, uh, these new threads. But one, one of the interesting things about the footy headlines, when they report on these things, it's usually fairly accurate. So the fact that they reported that there was a third kit, that was a sign, okay, a third kit is definitely going to be coming. And then when they talk about the colorways, that's something they're usually very accurate, uh, even if they don't have the leaks of the jersey itself. Right. Getting Being able to have access to the colorway is something that they're able to do. And when you look at the colorway, the jersey that they referenced is the 97 jersey, which right. we, already, they, we already did this. Yeah. We've already copied we'll, this. We'll so people one. who are saying, are they just going to copy it again? I want you to think hard. Those colors, while they do apply to 1997, they also – apply to some other years as well. So if you think about some other years that they wore those colors, maybe at the beginning of the, you 1996. Know, their inception, <coughs> 1996, okay. those colors line up with that 1996 Jersey as well. And that's something that a lot of fans have been clamoring for the, those throwbacks. We, you know, I don't know if we're even allowed to talk about retro Z as anymore, but that, that thing was, they, those, they were selling 96 style jerseys, you know, Hurtado jerseys left and right. Uh, so I, I think there there's definitely a market. I think the right. galaxy sees that. And I think that that's something that I, I wouldn't be shocked if it kind of falls in line, uh, you know, those colors, because we've already seen this, this 97 right. uh, copy and it, and that was a hit as well. So I think they're smart in going back to the well. These colors really seem to be, you know, popular secondary colors for the galaxy. Well, uh, Jason goes, any confirmation on the primary white kit? And uh, I will say I'm pretty sure it's going to be white. I mean, you know, it seems it seems like it would. You know? I think Adidas Adidas is going to outfit him, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one I can confirm. Okay, I have sources you, you're, on the inside you're pretty now. sure that's the way it's yeah. going to go, huh? All right. So anyway, uh, so th- those are sort of the things that come up. All right. Uh, well, that's about it. I mean, did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? I think that's we covered well, most of the stuff. Again, I, we we came in with nothing. An hour later, an hour we, later. we once we did it. We did it, Joe. We did it once again. Once again, we did it. <laughs> one thing I did want to mention. I don't know if we've mentioned it. But the United Soccer Coaches Convention coming up next week. I don't know if you'll be there. I think trying I'll to be, be there. Yeah, you'll be there. We'll, I think we'll I think, I think Panda, Panda might yeah. be there as well. So so, yeah, you so I just want to shout that out. If, if you're going to be, you know, near Anaheim or at the United Soccer Coaches Convention, you know, come check us out. We'll be in uh, Media Row. Or if you want to attend, I think we have we have a promo code. Galaxy24. Galaxy24. Yeah. Galaxy if you go to org, if you want to attend, if you're a coach or if, you know, you want to look at some of the classes and things that they're offering there. Interesting. I've never been. I've always heard about this conference. I heard it's a good time. Yeah. So I'm excited for the opportunity to kind of see, see how the, you know, how everything, how the sausage is made behind the scenes at this convention. Just excited to kind of rep COG and see maybe we can get some content and get some things going for the show being there on Media Row. So looking forward to that. That's next week, January 10th through the 14th. There you go. Um, the other thing I would point out is that we got an RSVP from our favorite space alien uh, who said that if we're doing a meetup before the uh, the the uh, Inter-Miami game, the first game nice. of the season, that he wants to come. So uh, I imagine we're going to make that work. I'm going to figure out how good and how big that needs to be. We'll see. We're going to work with the LA <laughs> Galaxy as much as we can on this stuff. Also still working on Coachella stuff. We think we're, we're trying to figure out a date. We think we may have, have a date. Well, as soon as we know what it is, we'll let you know, and then you can buy tickets. You can come out, but it should be a pretty interesting show. I think you're not going to, you're not going to make that one. You're going to be, well, you're like, well, you're like, wait I'm a ready. minute. I'm you're, using you're, all my credits. You're to like, wait a co- minute. Coach's convention, home opener. I, I've only got so many of these er- Eric know, cards dri- that I can play. He's yeah. driving. He's going to drive <laughs> from Texas uh, to the yeah. desert. It's like two hours closer. I don't know what you, it's like closer to you. You know, it's the all desert. Right. I'm going to figure it. Yeah. Well, Life, I, as they say in Jurassic Park, life finds a way. Life finds a way, as always. Um, but anyway, so uh, possibly some stuff there as well. Let's get to some last uh, uh, little uh, Super Chats. Uh, Lasso's Optimism, as always, appreciate you. $10 Super Chat. Happy New Year's, gents. Trying to stay positive and still believing. Positive vibes for 24. I like it. Uh, and Gary, $5 Super Chat. Gary, always appreciate you. Uh, Rad Show, thank you, guys. Uh, no, thank you, Gary. Thank you for everybody who uh, who stood in there. And last chance for uh, for Super Chats here before we uh, yeah. completely get out of here. Big but, shout out to Gary and, and Lasso's Optimism, too to the all-time chat all-stars there. If there right. was a, you know, all-time 11 for the chat, 
they would definitely be on it. I, so I, right up there. Appreciate appreciate you guys. Uh, yeah. You know. And everyone else in the chat as well, of course. Yeah, I love you all equally. <laughs> you hear that? But, he, can he sit on the fence anymore? <laughs> Jesus. It's my like, thing. Like, you know me. I yeah. can't commit one way or the other. It's awesome. No, we appreciate everybody who's uh, who's always in the chat room. And we appreciate all of, all of our listeners as well. Um, so hope you guys are doing well. Uh, we're back for season 16. Uh, we're ready to rock and roll. As soon as the LA Galaxy want to start signing players, we'll start talking about them the whole deal. Uh, I still, I know there's even people who are sort of, you know, come on, do something, hurry up. I know there's a lot of people who are sort of in that way, but my whole thing right now is I'm still very optimistic. Mostly, still because, early. mostly because I get to see the wheels turning more than you do, but I'm trying to tell you the wheels are turning. All right. All right. All right. Fun times. Be all patient. Be patient, uh, everyone. Still uh, early. It's still 52 early. 52 days. All right. 52 days is a long time. 52 days is a short time. It, but either it, way. It's okay. It could be either way. All right. Tell people where they can find you, Eric. <laughs> all right. As always, you can find me on everything at HammerEV9X, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, threads, at HammerEV, and the number nine. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at JGuessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Uh, head on over to uh, to cornerofthegalaxy.com where you can find all our stuff. Rumor Tracker was just updated as well, so you can find all of your wonderful rumors ranked there. Um, from best to worst, all right? So some things looking to get across the line here pretty soon. LA Galaxy moving inches closer to the start of that 2024 season and just 52 days until the LA Galaxy kickoff against Inter-Miami at Dignity Health Sports Park. A lot to get to this season still in the preseason. We'll be here next show, Monday night. Show after that on Thursday night. That's right, back to two shows a week. We're here. We're locked in for season 16. All right. For Mr. Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to our little corner of the galaxy. Have a great one, everybody, and happy, happy new year. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.